Yeah, it's us. I think we're, we're on. We're live. We're recording. Are you doing your ASMR can opener? Yeah. Lovely. Oh, you can hear the fizz. There you go. I should get you a pair of headphones so you can monitor this audio box. It's it's actually quite really nice. How are you? Are you alright? Yeah, I'm fine and handy. It's pretty cool, right? Um, We're recording literally the day after we recorded the last episode. I don't think we've ever been this proactive and it was your suggestion, so I just... Were you shocked? I was very shocked, yeah. I'm, I'm just at a loss for words. I mean, I had fun. Don't, don't get me wrong, I had a lot of fun. I think it was just those elves got me got me going. It was fun, wasn't it? It was. I I enjoyed recording the Teleri episodes. It, it, was, it was. It was. Yeah. It was fun. Teleri part one was good, but for some reason Teleri part two just. It's a lot of fun to record. Yeah, it was. It was. It was good. So we're having uh, the, today. Like I said, today's going to be a little bit of an easier episode. Um, what are we doing? We're just having a couple of drinks. I I've got. So in our garage, <laughs> in our garage, right, over the last five years we've lived in this house, we've just... Accumulated, co- uh, Yeah, we've we? just accumulated alcohol because we don't drink a great deal. We used to have a lot of get-togethers. We, we did, like, before we, we drank had, a lot yeah, before, with our neighbours. Yeah, before we had the baby, like, we used to see the neighbours quite a lot, like, and then COVID house happened, parties. so... parties. Yeah, we'd have, like, we'd have a couple of parties. Not COVID that. parties. No, no, and then, uh, then during COVID, Not like... Boris's. During COVID, it, it happened, like, in the garden a lot more. And mm. when and before we had our daughter, we used to have our hot tub out all the time. Yeah. And I, I think uh, next summer I might get it back out. Drinking like just, in the hot tub was really, yeah, really nice. It was nice. good with with the neighbor. I was talking about that with one of the neighbors where we drank two bottles of rum in yeah. the hot tub. Do you remember? And it was snowing. That was rum from La Palma as well, wasn't it? <laughs> it fucking was. That like. was the. That was just like oh, drinking. Beautiful. It was just beautiful drinking pop. I was still in my mid twenties, but it felt like being a carefree teenager. Yeah, like that some, feels like a distant, a very distant memory now. It does, it does, it does. It's like my life's much better in very different ways. Much but, more love in the life. But, oh, so much more. Yeah, it's but good. less sort of um, time to relax. Aye, yeah, but um, the, the, the point being, our, our garage has just got, we've got a whole drinks cabinet that I think was it your grandma's when she died. No, or was it, it was your Grand Junes. You, oh, you're right. Okay, it was Grand June. And we got a whole drinks cabinet offer. Um, it's just chock full of spirits. But I, um, I I bought some shelves years ago for the garage to, to kind of like try and sort everything. And one of the shelves is just full with an odd assortment of beers and, and ciders. So Becca's got Strongbow, which is not a dark fruit. You know, yeah. like it's, it's a nice, uh, it's a very nice... For for the Americans and what have you, it's um, whatever white trash drinks, it's that. Excuse me. <laughs> Fuck it is. Is it what is it what is it for local? Is that what Americans drink? Is I don't what, have a clue, but this they're is, white trash. You're it's drinking, not. You're drinking cider. It's okay, strongbow and it's dark fruits, and they question. have them on uh, what you call them on draft. Right. Quick question. Truthfully, right now it's seven forty-three p.m. Okay, right. Yeah. And it's the school holidays yeah. for most of Britain. Yeah. Can you look me straight in the eye and tell me there's not a kid drinking there on the field right now? Somewhere in this country. Exactly. White trash. Is there, Shut your face. Is there a teenager drinking Boondoggle? <laughs> the beer I'm drinking? <laughs> a deliciously fruity craft blonde ale? Not sponsored? I don't think so. 
Well, I was just saying before. <laughs> I think it's because I'm the only person who's ever fucking drank it. it you just... had uh, rosy nosy before, and had... that was a Christmas. Was it was drinking... a Santa beer. I've got. An... Oh, I thought I had another one. No, I've got. I've got Santa Christmas beers. Yeah. So there was two, and that they were actually Christmas presents for someone, and I can't really give them to them now. Um, but yeah, perfect drink for you because. You're allergic to something. I am. If, if I have a like, if I have like a proper beer, or like um, like an innocent gun lager for some reason, I don't know why, but it's, it's a very popular like beers in Scotland. If I have innocent gun, it just like I, I saw on Saturday when I was out with some pals in Edinburgh, I had like a red mark around my face. Like, it looked like Mike Tyson's tattoo. Yeah, you do. It, you get like almost yeah. like goggles. Yeah, it's so weird. I have no idea what the fuck that's about. Yeah. But I yeah so. Yeah, we're, we're just... We're, we're just it. drinking through the, the we, garage supply, really. So we're not on the hard stuff yet. Yeah. We may have to have some sort of form of house party to uh, get yeah. everyone to drink through the the hard liquor. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe. We'll have to designate one person and not come so they can look after all the kids. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, what, what how come you wanted to record today? What's all, what's all that about? Well, I just enjoyed yesterday so much. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Ooh, it's that just good to get some time together, isn't it? It is. Yeah. It sounds a bit cringe. It's but... it's it's not cringe. We need to be open about this. Everyone like everyone seems to think that it's like the first year after you have a baby where like you don't have much time for each other. But we did fine in the first year. Yeah. We did all right. Like obviously, apart from your postnatal depression, but apart from, apart from that, which we're still dealing with. <laughs> It's it's been like it's been like the second year that's been re- the last six months have been so difficult because like yeah. we just have no time for each other because all your energy goes into being parents. Yeah, and, and I think the, we just put all our love into her, yeah. and then you don't like. I don't know whether this is just a woman thing, but because I've been flavor of the month now since like January. <laughs> you have, yeah. Um. The dog has got his head on my knee. Yeah. She's clambering on me all the time. And then by bedtime, I'm just like, don't touch me. Like, I don't want to be touched. I feel gross. Because, you know, your child's beautifully dressed and, you know, bathed every day. But then you just feel like a scruff. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's just... Yeah, it's just, oh, God. So Where's the time? Yeah. We have that this one hour a week, pretty much, talking about Middle Earth. Is our is our time where we're not talking about being parents or jobs or, or sleeping or sleeping? Yeah, but we're still talking about it, so <laughs> we can't escape it. But no, we, we yeah. So today we're going to talk about the Bjornings. Uh, it was just, it, it's it's half like kind of like off the cuff because Beck has seen the film, so we'll talk a bit about that. Um, we'll talk about that cringy meme about that cunt who called themselves a Tolkien scholar, which I told you about. Yeah. Um, but what do you call you? Oh, just a nerd. Tolkien admirer. Just a nerd. I, I, the, the, no, the thing is, right? It's like nicknames. If you try and give yourself one, it's, it's cringe. cringe. It's pure cringe. It's like that Frankie Boyle joke where it's like, "Hey guys, you can call me Eagle." You are like, an enthusiast. Go- well, it's like, "Hey guys, you can call me Eagle," and Frankie Boyle's like, "No, we'll be calling you Cunty Chops." Yeah. <laughs> it's just like so. If you call yourself. A scholar or anything like that. I, I just think it's pure cringe. If other people want to label you that, like, it's just like, oh yeah, there's a couple of scholars, like, blah, 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 blah. like, all right, fair dues. Like, there's a couple of people I interact with 
who I might class as scholars, but it'd still be pretty cringy to call them that to their face. I, 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 it's such a weird thing. I don't know whether that's the British in me. I think it's funny how, like, when I say to people, oh, yeah, um, we have a Tolkien podcast. Mm. Like, if I say we have one, yeah. they're like, oh, yeah. Like, it's not weird because they know that we do these kind of things and yeah. you're a big nerd. Um, but it has surprised a couple of people when I've said, like, oh, I record one with Chris. And people are like, oh, because it just kind of catches them left field because they're just so used to me talking about the child. Yeah, <laughs> or yeah just general crap of life that uh, it takes them a, takes them by surprise well there's a lot of people who don't have genuine hobbies or interests outside of their immediate just life like outside of their phone outside of their social media like there's a lot of people who do, whose entire existence revolves around just memes also on the same vein um a lot of people never like look very closely at themselves i've felt that since i've kind of well had my ptsd thing as well um i feel like i've learned a lot Mm. and i'm very self-aware but then that meant that i'm more aware of other people and how they kind of are so early in learn about themselves and they might be really super old people i work with a lot of older people it's like i've said this to you for years like a a lot of people lack genuine introspection because it means admitting your your own flaws like i'm very flawed i am very well aware of my own flaws (laughs) like there's never been a time we've been arguing and you've pointed out a flaw and if it's a genuine flaw like it's genuinely true like i've never there's never been a time where i've been like no it's like yeah okay all right take that on board let's see what i can do with it can you imagine Gandalf picking out a flaw? Yes. Gandalf, really? Yeah. Gandalf is... Dude, the reason why Gandalf was successful in his mission is because he remained humble to the end, right? You might not like Ian McKellen's portrayal <laughs> of Gandalf, right? No, uh, in, in, in a similar vein, you might not like... Uh, it's not the, his portrayal. It's the writing. Well, it, it might... It, whatever it is, but as someone who hasn't read the literature right it's just you you have a you don't have the full picture but Gandalf you might not like it the, the way he was portrayed in the films but he was successful at his mission because he stayed humble and he stayed true and he was aware that he couldn't do everything that's why he worked so hard to motivate the people to help themselves mm. and that was the whole point of the Astari who do you think out of like the collection of Characters that aren't or um, orcs mm. or like the bad guys. Who do you think has the least amount of introspection? Ooh, so least least self aware. Yeah. Oh, this is interesting. My heart, off the top of my head, I want to say elves. I want to say it's one of the elves. Because mm. they're just like I feel oh, like they uh, don't. They have so much time that 
you kind of wouldn't feel like there was in any importance to learning about yourself well no I was, I was going to go the opposite way I'd say that I want to say the L's but I think because they'd have so much time mm. they wouldn't think that, that there would come a point where like if you imagine their teenage angst would last for centuries <laughs> so I think they would have to become very introspective and plus their their whole being is their fear their, their spirit is very strong so Oh, I hate to do this to my boys. It's probably a dwarf, you know. I think they're very passionate. Probably a dwarf. Because they're so wrapped up in tradition and their pride. Manly men. Well, they're not men, but like it's their pride. It's like they're so wrapped in their up in their ambition and their pride. The other the the obvious example would probably be Saruman. But you said like you know I don't, I don't know whether you meant it explicitly, but you would I think you were eking towards like no villains. Yeah. But yeah, Saruman would be the one because the closest he comes to redemption, he still fucks it up. So you know, he could have been redeemed at all, thank, but he didn't. But no, I think it'd probably be a dwarf. You know, I think, and I'll tell you for why, Stace. I'll tell you for why. Oh my Christ! <laughs> oh my Christ! <laughs> my niece went to Greece, <laughs> and no. all I got was this lousy T-shirt. Right, I'll tell you for why. Thorin, when he dies, apologizes to Bilbo. Right. Oh, and shout out to the Fellowship of Readers. We're doing a read along of the Hobbit on, on the te- Sunday, the tenth of September, and I'm playing Gandalf and the narrator in the scene where Thorin dies, which is going to be pretty lovely. Epic. Yeah. It's going to be nice. But my it's point, even in the calendar. I saw it. Yeah, I'll put it in you. My point being, Thorin makes amends at the end of his life and he has to go on a whole personal journey where he suffers from dragon sickness and then on his deathbed he realises how fucked, how much he, he messed up. And so he apologises to Bilbo and he says, like, I'd have your friendship before the end. And because of that, and the fact that dwarves are made to endure and that Gimli says a dwarf, I think he says like a dwarf will break but they'll never bend. Mm. I think the ones that lack the the introspection the most would be the dwarves. So to choose from a character, probably not Gimli, but I'd say Dane Ironfoot Oof. would probably be the one who lacked introspection the most. That was a very difficult question because they're all very well written characters. And they all have depth to them. And I dare say a lot of them have more depth than real life people. A lot of real life people. That sounds like something a serial killer would say. Yeah, what about you? What what would your where would you go with that? Who who lacks the, the who who's the least self aware character? Mm. I'm gonna say Ooh. It's a tricky one. I'm going to say Frodo. Really? Yeah. Okay. This is this should be good. Because, one, I don't like him. Yep, that's why. Uh, so, Edinburgh Comic Con is on the 7th and 8th of October this year. Andy Serkis and Elijah Wood are going to be there. And I want to get a dual ticket to, to get pictures with them both. And it was 180 quid. And I thought, you know what? I'll just see if one of them, and if it's going to be one of them, it's going to have to be Andy Circus, because I thought like Becca probably wouldn't want to get a picture with Elijah Wood, because Andy Circus, right? Thirteen going on thirty, such a good film. Is he? He, in that? he was definitely in that. 
Surely that was Andy Serkis. Are you thinking of Mark Ruffalo? No, no, no. He was definitely in it because he's like a weird sort of crush. He's a bit, Is he? Yeah. Right, Andy Serkis. Do you don't be. have to, you don't have to do it. I've got my phone. Andy Serkis, thirteen, going on thirty. It was him, wasn't it? Does he do a dance? Maybe. Yes, he does. He does a thriller dance. Oh shit! Oh, he's he's got a goatee. Yes, he's a very camp guy in yeah, thirteen, going on thirty. All right. Not fair dues, yeah. Andy Sir- but yeah, Andy Circus is just so prolific. And because he's narrated the audiobooks, yeah, I've heard his he's... voice so much. Me too. And so was our child. I think our child has slept through a lot of Andy Circus's voice. Yes, you'd be in the car while I've had anyway, the summer Um That could be a good date weekend, couldn't it? What Comic Con? Yeah, yeah, it could, it could, yeah. It'd, it'd be like if you wanted a, an autograph or a picture as well, it'd be like so. It'd be 180 quid for both of us, or I'm not too bothered about an autograph. 360 quid for both of them, for Oof, both of us. Jeez, yeah, we'd have it's to, a cost of living crisis. We'd have to stay at you and tell us on his sofa. <laughs> no, we don't need we don't need uh, an autograph in that though, do we? I'd like to get a picture. You can get a picture. All right, sick. Ninety quid then. Uh, I don't know how much tickets are normally, but it would be a good. It would be a good because there's like there's other people there. There's like Matt Smith and, and Jared Padalecki. And um, what's he called? Wurzel Gummidge. No, what's he called? I said his name downstairs. Oh, Fuck Vampire no. Diaries. Oh, no, you're barking up the wrong fucking tree. <laughs> I have no idea who you're talking about. Well, why not? Oh, what's he called? I've never watched it. I there's um. I know that Stefan, what's he called, um, and his brother, but they're not really brothers. Anyway. Yeah, anyway, we we, we probably don't need Paul it. Paul Wesley and Ian Somerhalder. Are they brothers? No, they not in real man? life, oh, right. but well, in the Vampire say. Diaries they right, are. fair enough. Anyway, um, so, yeah, date night. Anyway, I think Frodo because... All that time that he's had kind of playing and just chilling about very carefree, you wouldn't need to be looking in on yourself, would you? Because you'd be just... He loves the world around him. He's very innocent. He's childlike. When you're a child, you don't look in on yourself. You're very outward, aren't you? You're kind of like, oh, I don't fit in because of this. Or you're very... I think when you're... you're a child or you when you're younger it's more about your outward appearance he lost both his parents and that's why he lives with Bilbo he's an orphan right and he's still got his carefree childish nature but he's a hobbit then when he carries the ring for so long he hasn't got time I dare say after the war he's in agony I dare say after the war of the ring all he has is time and that is why he has to go to Tol Erisaya, is he cannot survive with the horrors of what he's witnessed and the pain it causes him. But that w- doesn't necessarily mean that he's looking at his character. I think the suffering alone is enough to allow some introspection because he has to live knowing that even though he is the only person who could have got it that far... He still has to live and knowing that he failed right at the end and that he claimed the ring for himself. Now, that would be torture to live with, knowing that you failed at the end of the quest. And I think it's only, it would only be in Tolerase where he'd genuinely be able to heal when one of the Valar or the Maya would be able to come to him directly and say, look, 
you went as you were the only person who could go that far let's just highlight as well this is my answer from watching the film it is yeah and that's why i'm keeping my anger in check and well i can tell you it look like you've got bloody stain coming out of your ears <laughs> oh my god i could Ooh. cheat on you and you wouldn't look that angry um <laughs> so I'm, tr- I'm i'm all and i'm reminding myself that we've only covered the silmarillion thus far you, was, you, you've had no exposure to the books well there would be him or another person i thought was um aragon now i know that's quite controversial yeah but i feel like he's so trapped in he's kind of um his image what everyone else expects him to be or what his destiny yeah, is yeah and what is what is in the future that he never has opportunity to look at himself in the present and I, I could kind of see that yeah I think if you're always looking he's on the hedonic treadmill he's always looking for the next thing what do I need to do next what do I need to do next I want this the people need this and I'd I think if you're that type of person, you never have the time to look at what you actually have because when does he really rest? Is it like, did your driving instructor, when you were learning to drive, ever say to you, if you doubt yourself, you'll crash? Did they ever say anything like that to you? Like, the, the, it, my, my driving instructor used to say, like, the day you hesitate and, and start to doubt yourself is the day you'll crash. Yeah, like, I don't know what the term was. Is it like, all who hesitate are lost? those who hesitate are lost it's like that's, when you're coming up to a junction right, yeah. and you see that there's a car coming the like coming when you're coming up to a roundabout and there's a car on the other side and they're slowly coming up but you think oh i can't I'm, I'm not sure on the speed sometimes you you stop and then you think oh they're going so slow and it feels so inconvenient you could have probably just gone just go with it yeah, someone. Uh, there was an idiom that says, "One who hesitates is lost," and that is from a line in a Joseph Addison's play called *Cato: A Tragedy*, from seventeen twelve, which is where that one comes from. Well, my mother taught me that, and mm, fair But yeah, I can understand that Aragorn, perhaps not not by character, but by events, may not have time for introspection because he's always working towards something. Yeah. Because he, he hedonic he, treadmill. Well, yeah, I mean, hedonic in the sense of hedonism, because it's more of like duty and fate that's driving him, isn't it? I don't think always, in he, terms of his character in the film. Yeah, I, I think he's he's like he's bound up in his destiny. Of course, you are free. Like you would be free to say no, thank you, but maybe maybe yeah maybe he's on the hedonic treadmill in the sense that he wants that he wants that to, to be the surely the he wants of, it you wouldn't go all that far well no he wants yeah we, we see him in Lord of the Rings obviously he wants it in Lord of the Rings alright but yeah good yeah good little detour weird one should we have a should we talk a bit about Beorn mm-hmm. what do you what do you remember Beorn from the films what does he look like are you fucking shitting me is he the... You're fucking shitting me. You've seen the Hobbit films more than any other films and you can't tell me who is Beorn the, is. Is he the the very handsome one? I, is, I, is he the the sexy, handsome one? I don't know. That could be any of them. No, I could not. It could? No! How many times have you seen these fucking films? 
Right. Oh my god. I, I've had a couple of drinks, so Christopher. The fucking the guy who turns into a fucking bear, Rebecca. Oh yeah. The fuck. Yeah, he's gorgeous. Well, yeah, he is. But still, his eyebrows are a bit fucked up. But uh, you know, so is Gandalf's. What do you remember? Okay, right off to a rocky start here. What do you remember about Bayon from the films? Right, he is very hairy, <laughs> and he's very tall. He's a bit werewolfish, and he is ripped. That body, yeah, those so- big hands. Yeah, oh, there we go, big hands again. Yeah. Those vascular arms. Are you looking at a picture and just describing it to me? Ooh, right, no. Put, put your phone down not, and tell me what you I'm remember. Not, I'm not. He just so he's um he's just a pure representation of strength, and he um they kind of go running through the fields to like run away and hide and find somewhere safe and the um they kind of do a a seven dwarves and they're like snow white and they kind of go in his house and, oh yeah yeah and then seven dwarves beyond t- turns up and he's like mm. um yeah i just i loved his character he barely said anything, but it just the fact he protects them and like gives gives them that time. Um, it's a bit of an odd one, isn't he? Because for like he's a he's like an unwilling host, but he loves a good story. Yeah, I was like, yeah, like go you. <laughs> he was a good distraction. Yeah, and well, I enjoyed the distraction. Hmm. Yeah, I'm sure you did. <sighs> for goodness sake. He's famed for his honey cakes. Beyond makes makes beautiful honey cakes. I bet he does. Which brings me to mind, we've talked about it on the podcast before. He's my I, little honey cake. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Drizzle his honey stick on you. Yeah, he but can. But as a bear, it'd be his little red lipstick. <sighs> <laughs> uh, he, so he's famed for his honey cakes, which means that he keeps bees yeah. for honey. Which makes me think of that terrible, terrible meme. That cursed meme. Of that bastard who posted on Tumblr or something, saying I'm a Tolkien scholar, and we went to it. Do you know what? I'm gonna find it. It pisses me it pisses me off so much. I'm I'm gonna find it. It's so fucking annoying. We've talked. We have talked about it before. Tolkien scholar meme bees. Oh, lovely. <clears throat> six hour long flight. Uh, six hour long fight at this year's Tolkien Historical Society conference about whether Middle-earth had bees. Before I reminded everyone that Rohirrim had mead, that the Rohirrim had mead halls, which means that they had honey, which means there's bees. Everyone sighed and the conference continued. This is the life of a Tolkien scholar. No, it's just, you raised a point. so fucking cringe. Right, I've said this before, and anyone, right, anyone who is... Sorry, anyone who no, no, not anyone who is a fan because being a fan's a huge. There's massive, massive amount. I'm of fan. a fan, and I don't know that much. Anyone, anyone who knows more than the surface level, anyone who has more than the surface level knowledge of Middle Earth, would know that one. Anyone who calls themselves a Tolkien scholar is pretty cringe, anyway. But 
you'd have Bayon to point to. There's multiple, like Middle Earth is is old, like it's old England. Of course, it'd have bees. Like it's just it's one of those things that that's made up to try and impress people who aren't a fan of the thing, to make it look like you know more about it than you do. And it pisses off people who know an, a, a lot, or they know more about, or like actual researchers or actual people who spend a lot of hours. Yeah, and it, it's just it's a meme that gets under my skin for all the wrong reasons. Like, there's so many memes out there that are far more offensive, but someone was like, this an American? Probably. Oh, probably. I was going to say it would be great if they were at the the Comic Con, wouldn't it? <laughs> you just. <laughs> stumbled upon him and he was in his bee suit there's a, there's a film called Jane Silent Bob Strike Back and at the end of the film they get loads of money from selling from their, their own their owed rights to their likenesses that were used in films and they weren't aware of it and they use the money to fly all around America and they have a big list of um, people who were making fun of them on the internet and they spend the money to track them down they go to the house and beat the shit out of like every single one of them and it's like are you ass liquor 420? And it's like, oh, yeah. And then he's like, all right. And then just fucking start punching him. <laughs> just, yeah, so if I was ever going to John Wick something, it'd be the creator of that fucking post. Oof. I don't know. I'm, I'm getting pretty passionate about it, but it's just, I can't quite articulate myself. I should really leave it to, to some of the other Tolkien creators. Like, there's a fantastic Tolkien creator called Max Likes Planes or something. And, and basically, he's, a, he's an aircraft engineer. And he starts every video with talking about a part of an aeroplane and then segues into Lord uh, uh, the, the videos about Lord of the Rings. And he's, he does it, it does it in this that deadpan. That sounds really hot. It does it, he does it in this deadpan way and it's fucking mint. But I, I can't articulate myself well enough that people who genuinely research things about Middle Earth or, or like try and bring information to people, I don't try and impress anyone with my knowledge. I try and share it so that we can all much more fully understand it and appreciate Tolkien's works. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Anyway, let's let's stop talking about it. There's bees in Middle Earth. Is the long, it's the short answer to and that. Bjorn is a a beekeeper. He's a beekeeper. He's a beekeeper. He makes those sweet sweet honey cakes. Oh yes, he does. He's, he's you're his honey cake. <laughs> But he's, to be to be honest, more than that, he's, he's fairly mysterious. Like, it's never really said why he's a skin changer. Like why he can tell. You'd think there'd be an answer, but why why can he turn into a bear? Don't really one there. But do you remember much of his part in the Hobbit? So that they end up at his house, and then what? He snores. I don't know. I no. can't remember. No, he shelters them for a while. Uh, they have to tell. They have to introduce the dwarfs like one by one and two by two. Hurrah! Hurrah! until they finish the story and then they stay at his house for a bit and then when they're ready to go uh, he gives them some po- he lends them some ponies to get to Mirkwood oh yeah I remember the ponies and then later on at the Battle of Five Armies he turns up in his bear form and him and the eagles turn the tide of the battle and in the books he kills the orc chief Bolg who I think Bolg is the Son of Azog, the, so this is a difference in the between the movies and <sighs> the books. Azog the Defiler. Yeah, so in the movies, it's Azog the Defiler who leads the orc armies, mm. and but in the books, that's that's not true. So Azog is the one who kills Thorin's father or grandfather, and that results in the battle outside of the gates of Moria, in the war between the orcs and the dwarves, and 
Azog has a son called Bolg, and that's who's the leader of the Orcs at the, fight, at the Battle of Five Armies. So I don't know why they didn't keep that in the movies. That would have been fine. Like, would have been just as good. But uh, Bayon, his uh, he dies sometimes before Lord of the Rings. Um, so in between The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings, he rules over the Northmen who live in that area. So they all live in between the Misty Mountains and Mirkwood, either mm. side of the River Anduin. That's where Bayon's people live. And ba so Bayonings is the name of Bayon's people, but not all of them were skin changers. I think maybe pot the most likely is that Bayon's direct descendants were able to turn into bears or you know, like werebears or animals or whatever but after the Battle of Five Armies because the orcs had been decimated the, what people who were called the Northmen they rallied around Bayon as their chief they were like oh my god this guy's fucking amazing he's hench yeah exactly so he became their chief for, for a long time so he ruled this big swath of land and then his son took over and so just a little bit about the people is that they are humans just like but they're they're probably an offshoot like the hobbits so like the people these are the skin changes I'm talking about by the way that they are they are offshoots of humans just like hobbits are but they still are humans that they are the Atani or the Edine depending on which language you're using and they were mostly descendants of the house of Hador and the other notable people who descended from the house of Hador with the Aeotheod, who became the Rohirrim. So, Beornin and the Rohirrim. And do you remember if we mentioned it in a few of, a few episodes ago that the Rohirrim, they started life in the north of Middle-earth around Mirkwood. Yeah. And then there was a battle at Kalinarthon. With all links. Yeah, there was a battle at Kalinarthon, which became Rohan, but the Rohirrim and um, Aeol the Young went down and helped. And then as a result, they were they were gifted it. Do you remember all that? Mm-hmm. Right, so, so that's who they're related to. And they weren't all good people. Some of them were some of them were described as bad, so it's just the same as any other... Race. As, as, yeah, except the elves, um, with the exception of Feanor. Fuck Feanor, is your weekly reminder. Uh, uh, well, actually, no, there's... Um, I think he's Aeol, he's called. He's an evil elf. Are you, are you not talking about Eeyore? Eeyore is an evil donkey. <laughs> he... Uh, <laughs> He uses depression as a weapon. <laughs> Aye, but no, there's a. I think it's Aeol who's a who's a, an elf who's quite evil, and his he tries to kill his son. Uh, he's just he's an all round bastard, to be honest. But that's a story for another time. Yeah. <laughs> Aye, but yeah. So they're related to the Rohirrim, uh, and not all of them were were good, but some of them were bad. But during the time after the Hobbit, and then into the Fourth Age they maintained their land and what they did was they charged very high tolls for dwarves and elves and men to help them pass over the Karaks, like over the river and stuff like that. And when Glowin, uh, Gimli's dad, gets to Rivendell in Lord of the Rings, he talks about it and like he says that the roads are easy to pass now, but for how long? Because the, the people of Bayon maintain the passes. So we know where they live, we know what they're up to, um, and another notable event is that when Aragorn captures Gollum just before Lord of the Rings, because um, that's why Legolas is at Rivendell's to tell everyone that Gollum's escaped. Yeah. They helped Aragorn cross the river, and at the end of the War of the Ring, right at the end of Lord of the Rings, 
they're given more land land by Thranduil to live in and it's like just more land in and around Mirkwood and a nice little uh, nice little fact is that Mirkwood after the events of Lord of the Rings becomes renamed as Erin Lasgalen which means the wood of green leaves it doesn't Sindarin. really have the same ring though does it <laughs> yeah Mirkwood is pretty it used to be called Greenwood the Great, but then it becomes the Wood of Green Leaves. You know those little um, creatures when we used to play WoW? You and little maybe. green, like, frog-like creatures, were they called, like... Oh, they weren't, they weren't kobolds. No. They were some of them, but they made like the noise Murloc. like... Murloc. Murloc, yeah. Whenever you say Mirkwood, I always <laughs> think that Murlocs live there. <laughs> yeah. The pro- yeah, I'd love that. I'd... That would be... That's some headcanon. They're an easy kill. So my headcanon now is in the streams and near the River of Anduin where it came close to the Mirkwood. Like you'd be walking along on a night and all you'd hear is... (laughs) (laughs) Just for some bizarre reason, I don't know whether it's the M in it. Aye. Mirkwood, Murlocs live in Mirkwood. It just always triggers memories of killing... Those little things. That was fun. I was thinking about um I was thinking about World of Warcraft actually the other day. Me too. I was thinking how much time that I Mm-mm. um wasted, but it was just it some, wasn't a waste. Time wasted, yeah. It was a nice relax. It was all that mining and I, I wanna keep I keep wanting to get back into Lord of the Rings online, but uh, they've got an engine, like a graphical update coming and I think it's in October. So I'm gonna wait until then. But and I've got Baldur's Gate to keep me busy, which has been amazing. Uh, right, but yes. Yeah, so so the, the, after the end of the the four, uh, during the fourth age and beyond, they were given more lands to live in, which was pretty cool. Like, and they defended like Thranduil's realm from threat, so it was like a mutually beneficial relationship, right? Now, do you want to? This made me giggle when I was in the bath writing the notes or, or looking up like some some of the information for this, right? Bayon, when he dies, his son takes over. And do you know what his son's called? Theon. Grimbeon. And it just, it just, it just made me is laugh. Is he just a dirtier version of his well, dad? It just made me laugh because it was like, I'm Chris and this is my son. Serious, Grim Chris. Serious Chris. <laughs> Fuck it, I like, he has an imagination barrier naming his son. Not really because there's still people today who name their sons after themselves. Mm. So... Yeah. There you go. They don't put Grim in front of it. Yeah, true. I mean, Eminem is called Marshall Mathers the Third. So. so there you go. Yeah. Don't use your teeth. I'm Grim. Oh, Grim Chris. I'm Grim Chris. <laughs> uh, what am I drinking now? This is. I'm Tipsy Rebecca. Oh, it's more Boondoggle. Lovely. Two bottles of Boondoggle and then one called, like, what's that last one called? Bracken. Bracken Spear? No, Brack Spear. Brack Spear, aye. Oxford Gold. So, we're going to get into some. They, right. Um, so, do you remember how excited I was when I started doing the episode for the Dragons and I, I looked up the names and I just started, like, getting my mind blown left, right, and center and nearly blew my bollocks yeah. off? Well. What well, do you mean, nearly? Well, well, well. I found out some things tonight that I will teach our daughter and I will 
we're at party on Saturday. I'm going to tell everybody at that no, fucking party. I'm glad I'm, you're not drinking. One by one, I'm going to get people in a corner and I'm going to tell them this. So there's two inspirations for Bayon. So we're talking about Bayon himself, right? There's two inspirations I could find for where the character might have come from for, for Tolkien. And the first one was Beowulf and probably the most yeah. likely given how much like Tolkien was a, like a scholar. He was, he was a scholar on Beowulf. He was an actual fucking scholar. He wasn't making up facts about bees. <laughs> but apparently Beowulf's name means Beowulf, which then be extends to Honey Eater, yeah. which then extends to Bear. Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> a- another inspiration was perhaps the Norse saga of Hrolfir Kraki, in which a man had was cursed to transform into a bear in it. So that was, might have been two possible inspirations, but we're going to get the language now, right? And I had to do some proper... Wait, no, no, no. This is... This is some mad shit because it's it's all this is all real world stuff. This isn't made up languages. Well, not all languages are made up. So Bayon is an old English word, right? That originally meant bear. Yeah. But in a heroic sense, it could mean man. It could also mean hero. It could mean man of valor or poetic man in old English. But it's a cognate to the old Norse of Bjorn, so half half for Bjornson the son of a bear in Scandinavian speaking countries and that's been used since the 11th century right and that's where Tolkien Gate that's that's the ones I lifted from Tolkien Gateway right yeah I just went on there I had a look I was like that that's fucking mint but then I saw the section that said in earlier versions of Tolkien Bayon was called Medwed and I was like okay which is extremely closely related to a word Medved which is the Slavic term for bear and literally means honey eater, right? But this is just the start of the rabbit hole because the article, and I don't think they knew why they'd written this because they copied it from the source, but it said, oh, it was a taboo version of bear. So naturally I was like, what's taboo about bear? And so for a while I was thinking, oh, is the term for like a hairy big gay man, like has that been around for hundreds of years? Because like to my, I'm straight, right? So I was like, I don't know. Are you sure? I was like, I don't know gay history. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I, I don't know much gay history. So I was like, oh, maybe. The, the, the whole of history is gay. Yeah, I was like, okay, maybe. Oh, I know a bit about the Greeks. But I was like, maybe the term for bear has just been around for ages. So maybe it's like a slang it's a slang term for bear, so maybe Tolkien was just doing it like that, and I thought, oh, gay bears, right? Nah. Nah, nah, nah. It is much more, is much deeper, and it's much more primal, right? So it turns out, so we call the bear a bear, right? Mm-hmm. That's not a bear's real name, you know? And this is, right, I know you give me this look, I want everybody to listen carefully to this bit, right? It turns out that the name that we use, Bear, was created out of fear. And there is something that's permeated throughout human history called a minced oath or um, a, a, a taboo defamation in which an object causes so much fear we don't use the name itself. We create words around it, right? The one who shall not be named. You fuck it. I fucking, don't fuck this up with a Harry Potter reference, right? <laughs> Let me get back to my story. So it turns out the name with Bear was created out of fear and I'm 
Tolkien was a philologist, right? I, he fucking definitely knew this. So I searched for ages. I was looking for ages as to why Medved was considered like such a taboo word. So I was thinking it in the sense of how I'd consider taboo. I was like, it's like calling someone a cunt, right? I was like, oh, wh- why would that be such a bad word to say? And then I found a, a little piece by a, a guy called Dan Nosovitz in an article for the Atlas Obscura where he starts saying um, it, it, there's an article called The Long Linguistic Journey to Dag Nabbit where he starts by saying the piece of pseudo-profanity is what's known as a taboo defamation a word we say when we don't want to say the word so we created the word bear to avoid its real name because there was like pro in the places where where bears were eating people, the language was spoken was like proto Indian, proto oh god, what was it like proto Indian, European or something like that. And because of that, the our word for bear literally means like honey eater. Uh, sorry, medved means like literally honey eater. And our word for bear used to be an affirmation. An affectation, sorry, of um, it literally means like the brown one. So I'll read a quote from it, right? The excerpt says, Bear is not the true name of the bear. That name, which I am free to use because the only bear near where I live is the American black bear, is Hraktos, or at least it was in Proto Indian European. The hypothesized base language for languages, including English, French, Hindi, and Russian. The bear, along with the wolf, was the scariest and most dangerous animal in the northern areas where Proto-Indian European was spoken. And he says, because bears were so bad, you didn't want to talk about them directly, so you referred to them in an oblique way. And Hrektos, which is pronounced with a lot of guttural noises, became the basis for a bunch of other words, such as Arctic, which probably means something like the land of the bear. Same with Arthur, a name probably constructed to snag some of the bear's power. But in Germanic languages, the bear is called bear, or in German, I think it's bar. And the predominant theory is that this name just came from a simple description meaning the brown one. So so if we have a boy, it has to be called Arthur. <laughs> yeah, but in Slavic language, so this then we go on to Medved, right? Uh, and in Slavic languages, the descriptions got even better. The Russian word for bear is medved, which means honey eater. And the names aren't done to be cute. It's done out of fear. Because you don't want to talk about it in case you yeah. summon it. You don't want to Beetlejuice a bear. And it's worth no- noting, he says, that some of the... Not everyone was scared of be- uh, bears. Some languages allowed the true name to evolve with minor changes. So the Greek name was Arctos and the Latin was Ursos, which is still pretty much the true name. Uh, and today in French it's Ruiz and in Spanish it's Oso and it's it, hypothesised that because these countries are further south like France and Spain bears just weren't that big of a threat so they didn't bother being scared of its true name mm. and so it's it, it, so that's taboo defamation deformation in that you don't want to talk about it directly because you're so scared of it and so you you think of ways to make it seem nicer or not as scary when you raise its name. 
Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's it pointed out that it's just a hypothesis that Romance languages were in warmer climates, so they weren't that afraid of bear attacks. So that, that's just a hypothesis. It's not exactly sure. But fucking hell. Like, what the hell? Like, that is that is insane journey to go on. And so Tolkien knew, must have knew that, to, to pick the Slavic word for bear and then change it to Old Norse because it was, or Old English because it fit more with his world. Mm-hmm. But what the fuck? Make some very... Well, I know I said he's strong. Makes him seem very fierce. Yeah. But wow, what a... Just a crazy, crazy, like... A crazy journey. A rabbit hole. (laughs) Yeah, so hands down, that has been the most surprising and fun like excursion in a language I think you want to be a philologist I think I might accidentally be becoming a philologist (laughs) because I'm enjoying like all the language stuff so much Mm. but yeah like there was um, so I I got into this whole thing uh, about like taboo defamation and then I got into something called minced oaths or oath mincing which is where you'll say like uh, Jeebus Cripes. I've heard that before. Yeah, I've, I've four nev- foot snake. Yeah, four foot snake. Like I've never heard stuff like that, and it's where like you want to present the, you want to say an expletive, but you want to be nicer about yeah, it. Yeah, we used to say it at school. Yeah. So that I learned four foot snake from this teacher that it, well, she was like a TA who'd been in the school well since I, I was there as a little girl Fucking then when I worked there yeah, and she worked in nursery and sometimes if there was children around she'd go four foot snake yeah well uh, so there you chil- go. children are very very uh, adaptive uh, and impressionable because do you want to tell do you want to tell everyone what our daughter's been saying this week right so our child before she's even two, blasphemes. Mm. Yeah, she does. So a couple of weeks ago, she was climbing a climbing frame and she went, oh God. But it gets worse. You might think, oh, that's pretty cute. Yeah, but it's not. It's the way, she, it's the way she's using it. <laughs> and then when my mum dropped her off this week, she said, who says for God's sake? And I was like, oh, I don't know what you mean. I want to point out I was... My hand was towards Becca the entire time. As soon as her mum said that, I was <laughs> snitching straight up. And yeah, our child says it, and she says it quite frequently because I've spent the whole day with her today. Yeah. And she she's done it quite often. Yeah, and any moment of frustrations, oh, for God's sake. So, uh, <laughs> fucking nearly two-year-old. I'm sorry, like, Ugh. it's going to happen. Yeah. It's We're, better than saying the word cunt, well, isn't let, it? Let's, well, we, yeah, we have, you have got friends who... Uh, who say that? And their, exactly. Their child repeats it, which is not nice. So there we go. It's not nice. Yeah, but um, I think that kind of naturally brings us to, towards the end. I have no idea what I'm going to title this episode because it was a bit about Bayon. Junk talk. It, yeah, well, it's, well, it, that's the type of episode. So I, I have no idea. Title it Boondoggle. Boondoggle. Yeah. <laughs> Bayon and his Boondoggle. Aye, no. Um, but yeah, this is an open call to everyone, actually, if you get this far into it. If, if you have any drunk talk suggestions or... I'll tell you what, if you ever want to come on and do a drunk talk episode with us, I'd be happy to talk to some of our 
listeners about uh, it has to be loosely a middle of topic though, right? We'll get you on a we'll get you on the Discord. We'll we'll have a chat with you. Well, any drink suggestions? Yeah, yeah, we're we're open because anything will be better than what we drank. Pardon me while we're away. Um, you picked some crappy mead. Oh, when we were in York. Yeah. Yeah, that mead was. Don't think it was even the bar. It was just no. you. I, I also got you a black ale. And it was. It was only because it, it had a picture of a dragon on, though. It tasted of coffee. Yeah, it made me think of Anne Callaghan the Black because it was a black dragon. So I was like, ooh, and then it was just a fucking disgusting. It drink. was okay, but it was like drinking treacle. Mm. Anyway. Aye. No, that's it for us. Um, hope you've had a, a nice listen. Learned some stuff. I certainly learned some stuff. And I was very surprised that I came from such a, 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 a not obvious source. Mm. I was like, I'm just going to... Because I thought, like, a drunk talk episode about Beyond's easy. There's not much to him. Because there really isn't a great deal of law around Beyond. It's just, you know, he's a descendant of the House of Hador, the third. Like, they were the last ones to get to Middle-earth and Beleriand. So, you know, there's more there's more about his ancestors than there is about him. Yeah. So, and there's not, even his descendants, there's not a great deal about them. So, you know... I'm just imagining some sort of sexy lumberjack... In the middle of the forest, just living his best life, you know, got his beekeeping. Have you seen that guy on TikTok who, um, who, who like just breaks logs on his videos? No, but it, it you're is, gonna have to. It, it is I the, don't have TikTok though, so. Oh no, you're an adult. You watch them on Instagram two weeks later. Fuck off. <laughs> I'm right though. No, I'm not. But no, there is a bloke who all he does is like he's like a, he just breaks logs, right? And his comment section is just full of horny women. Yeah, I watched that Thatcher. Is he called like Thatcher guy or Thatch- the Thatcher guy? Margaret Thatcher, she closed no, down all the mines no, in no. the northeast. <laughs> no, it's a guy who does traditional thatched roofs. Yeah. And um, that's all full of women who are just like, wish you'd thatch my roof. Oh. Um, but it is just, it's a beautiful thing to watch someone thatcher roof it's just like it's I, just I, lovely i like watching people do craft like that their, their, their craft yeah i like i don't care what it is if you're skilled at something and you enjoy doing it i like watching it it was like when i was when we were away and i was watching the woman make the cocktails while we were talking and we were both watching it mm. i just enjoy watching someone work it's the same reason i love videos where people are drawing things or make it like drawing maps or yeah. like like um the, the the last who did our that painting for us like she's post I showed you a couple of videos where she's drawing and it's just I absolutely like watching fantastic. calligraphy oh calligraphy's good as oh. well yeah it's it, anyone who's passionate about anything and and records himself doing it apart from wanking I'm always happy <laughs> to watch <laughs> <laughs> if, if your only hobby is wanking and you just want to film it because you think like <laughs> oh Chris will want to watch this I won't <laughs> right so this is a random question. What is the weirdest picture you've been sent? But is in like when you were dating. I was once on Plenty of Fish, right? And you've just unlocked this memory. I, I don't think about it very often, but as soon as you said it, I remembered. I was once on Plenty of Fish and this woman said, oh, I don't have WhatsApp. Can you download Kick? So I was like, All Never right. heard of it. I, I, apparently it's like, a, I don't know. It's just like, it's just on a messaging platform, I think. Okay. So I downloaded it, I made an account and all that. And then uh, it turns out it was a man. And he sent me a video of him pissing. 
<laughs> and he was like, does that turn you on? Could I turn you by? And I was like, oh, and I, I'm, I, truthfully, I wasn't like anything. I, the thing is, I, I'm, I Were joke. you like, I'm not greedy? No, 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 no. The, the thing is, like, I joke a lot on that, but I have a very, very low threshold for just cut and run. Like, I, it means nothing to me to just ignore someone or, or block them. And I block people. If you're the slightest inconvenience to me, I'll fucking block yeah. you. I don't give a shit. Because if, if you, you know, like, if it, if it takes more away from my life than it gives, I'll just, I don't give a fuck. Not of times you've hung up on me. <laughs> yeah, that's just, let's not do this now. Bye. Well, I don't even say bye. Um, no, you don't. You, yeah. you don't well, even anyway, say, let's not right. do this. You just hang up. Don't put yourself on the same level as the guy who sent me a video of him pissing. <laughs> But that that was the weirdest one. I was the guy sending you the video. <laughs> the eight-inch clitoris. <laughs> what about you? What's the weirdest one you've ever had? Um, I don't think I've had any sort of strange ones. It was just a lot of dick pics. I think it's just a normal thing. It shouldn't be, but it's a very normal yeah. thing for uh, I, I guys f- to not even say hi. Yeah, I can't fathom. How are you? Like, I like a cold open. Right, where I'll just jump into the conversation, but I've never considered a cold open with my cock. Well, you know, we just we just have to roll with it, us women, because uh, that that's just normal, and you just yeah. block them. But you just think, why? It's not good. Like it's, it's it's shit that you've got to deal with. That that's fucking horrible. But it, they don't get anything from it because um, a majority of us would just not respond and just. Bye, like, but yeah, yeah. it's so it's so a lot of willies, lots of willies. Um, anyway, I feel like this episode, um, is coming to an organic end. I feel like this episode is one of those that you'll know yourself, um, is kind of a fall to sleep episode where you start listening to it uh, and you fall asleep because it's just nice to it's an easy listen. I'm not saying I'm offended because it's actually quite nice, but there's a fair few people who use our podcast for that. Yeah, um, I'm not offended by no, that. No, I think it's lovely. Fair dues. If I if I if if you think we've got nice enough voices that you'll fall asleep to us, then fair dues. See yeah. you in your dreams. We do commissions. Like Freddy Krueger. No, I'll see you in your dreams. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not doing audio eroticas. Oh, I totally would do that. Do you not think no. I have like an okayish voice yeah. to do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Like you know, get I'd, I'd, I'd rub one out, but I'd want the creative control. I, I just wouldn't want to do a commission for a furry. You know, like he lifted the filly's tail. You know, I don't want to do stuff. Anyway, that's completely hypothetical. On that note, we're going to say good night. Uh, well, we're, it's good night for us, but it's goodbye, good day, good morning, wherever you are, whenever you're listening. Good tag. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day, however long is left in your life. <laughs> so that's goodbye from me, Chris. And goodbye from Rebecca.